0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first episode of 10 Thoughts Countdown to the Longest Day. I'm your host, Anushka Nori. Over the course of the next 10 weeks, each Sunday, we will air a 10 minute episode which addresses a different aspect of Alzheimer's disease and its implications. The final episode will be released on June 20th to coincide with the 2021 Longest Day event hosted by the Alzheimer's Association. Before we jump into today's episode, I would like to share with you the mission of the longest day, which will be held on the summer solstice, June 20th. Although the day, of course, still has 24 hours, the summer solstice has the most daylight hours of any day in the year. Hence, the Alzheimer's Association has chosen June 20th to honor those living with Alzheimer's and their caregivers, for whom every day is the longest day. On the longest day, people all around the world come together to fight the darkness of Alzheimer's disease. On June 20th this year, volunteers and caregivers will fundraise together and work to raise awareness about Alzheimer's. The 10 Thoughts podcast is one such effort to increase community awareness about Alzheimer's and to work to improve the standard of care for Alzheimer's patients in our community. This podcast is a collaboration between the Alzheimer's Association Washington State Chapter, which serves 47 counties in Washington and Northern Idaho, and Gentle Generations, a youth-led nonprofit determined to eliminate loneliness in elderly communities. To learn more, please visit GentleGenerations.org. Now that I've shared the significance behind The Longest Day, the purpose of this 10 Thoughts podcast, and the mission of Gentle Generations, let's move on to the topic of today's episode, dementia. You may have heard the word dementia used in many contexts. Let's talk a little bit about what dementia actually is. Dementia, according to the National Institute on Aging, or NIA, is the loss of cognitive functioning, thinking, remembering, and reasoning, and behavioral abilities to such an extent that it interferes with a person's daily life and activities. These functions include memory, language skills, visual perception, problem solving, self-management, and the ability to focus and pay attention. Today, most doctors believe that dementia is not a part of the normal aging process. That is, dementia is a disease rather than inevitable in older people. Contrary to popular belief, dementia is not just a disease which affects the elderly. It is true that dementia is most common in people over the age of 65. However, certain types of early-onset dementia can affect younger people, usually ages 35 and older. While we generally refer to dementia as a disease, dementia itself is actually more accurately described as a collection of symptoms which can be caused by many different diseases. Together, these diseases are referred to as the dementias. These dementias can range in severity, but are usually united by several key features in addition to cognitive impairment. Dementia often alters a person's personality and takes hold of a person's emotions. This tends to be one of the more devastating aspects of dealing with dementia, as this results in complete dependence on others for basic activities of living. So scientifically what happens when you have dementia although the various diseases which may give rise to dementia have different molecular underpinnings many of these diseases are neurodegenerative that is they cause irreparable and permanent damage to neurons for which there is no known cure Many of these diseases are also characterized by the accumulation of proteins, which are commonly misfolded or otherwise toxic to the brain. Dementia is truly a devastating disease. According to the World Health Organization, last year it was estimated that around 50 million people have dementia worldwide. What's more, there are nearly 10 million new cases every year. In fact, dementia affects nearly 1 in every 10 people at some point in their life. Aside from the emotional toll which dementia exerts on patients, caregivers, and the communities of supporters, dementia also has a financial impact. In 2015, the total global societal cost of dementia was estimated to be $818 billion, which is equivalent to 1.1% of global gross domestic product. Let's talk about how dementia is diagnosed. As the symptoms associated with early stage dementia may start off as subtle, dementia is often difficult to diagnose in clinical practice. In many cases, a diagnosis cannot be completely confirmed until post-mortem examination of the brain tissue during an autopsy after a patient has passed away. However, there is a standard process that medical professionals follow when approaching diagnosis. The first step is asking about medical history. Doctors ask patients to provide both their own and their family's medical history in order to create correlations between data. General questions can include asking about whether dementia runs in the family, how and when symptoms began, changes in behavior and personality, and if the person is taking certain medications that might cause or worsen symptoms. Similar to when we have our annual doctor appointments, doctors perform a physical exam, for example, measuring your blood pressure or other vital signs, as a way to check for any obvious and sometimes undetected symptoms that correlate to dementia. Of course, as dementia is a neurological condition, a medical professional also conducts neurological tests. Assessing balance, sensory response, reflexes, and other cognitive functions help identify conditions that may affect the diagnosis. The use of cognitive and neuropsychological tests, laboratory tests, brain scans, and genetic tests are all various other ways in which dementia may be diagnosed. Also, to ensure that the diagnosis of dementia is not confused with another disease, doctors first assess whether a person has an underlying treatable condition that may relate to cognitive difficulties. A way to accomplish this is through a psychiatric evaluation, which can display whether or not depression or another mental health condition is behind the patient's symptoms. Once a patient is diagnosed with dementia, doctors categorize the severity of the disease into mild, moderate, or severe disease, also known as early, mid, and late stage dementia. We can distinguish between these three categories based on a patient's performance on an approximately five-minute evaluation called the Mini Mental State Exam, or MMSC, which is also known as the Folstein Test. Generally, MMSE scores between 24 and 30 are considered within the range of cognitively normal. Patients with MMSE scores less than 24 may have dementia. Patients with scores from 19 to 23 have MCI or early stage dementia. Patients with scores from 10 to 18 may have moderate dementia and patients with MMSE scores less than 9 have severe dementia and are often not able to take care of themselves independently. This is the stage where patients may have trouble eating, sleeping or dressing and may be unable to recognize familiar faces. Now, you may be wondering, what are the different types of dementia? Like I mentioned, there are many different kinds of dementia, including Alzheimer's disease, vascular dementia, Lewy body dementia, frontotemporal dementia, mixed dementia, Huntington's disease, traumatic brain injury, creutzfeldt jakob disease, and Parkinson's disease. But the top three most common ones are Alzheimer's disease, vascular dementia, and Lewy body dementia. According to the ARUK Dementia Statistics Hub, Alzheimer's accounts for two-thirds of diagnosed dementias, while vascular and Lewy body dementia are recorded to be 20% and 15% of diagnosed dementias, respectively. I should note that many people can be diagnosed with more than one type of dementia at the same time. For example, some people have both Alzheimer's disease and vascular dementia, which can be observed on brain scans. To better understand each of these specific diseases, let's dive into a bird's eye view of the top three dementias. First, Alzheimer's disease. There are two types of Alzheimer's, early onset and late onset. Early onset Alzheimer's is rare and affects those within the 30 to 60 year age group. Late onset affects those 60 plus. Alzheimer's is well known for the prominent episodic memory loss, which most patients present with. Upon autopsy, the brains of Alzheimer's patients usually feature aggregates of misfolded proteins called beta amyloid and tau. The clumps of beta amyloid outside of the neurons are called senile plaques, while the accumulations of tau inside the neurons are called neurofibrillary tangles. Like other dementias, the effects of Alzheimer's are life-changing. More than six million Americans have Alzheimer's today. We earnestly hope that by raising awareness through initiatives like our podcast and supporting scientific research on Alzheimer's, we can work to eradicate this horrific disease and better the quality of life for millions of Alzheimer's patients in our nation and around the world. We will discuss both early and late onset Alzheimer's in much greater detail in next week's episode. The next dementia on our list is vascular dementia. The word vascular refers to the blood vessels of the human body. Hence, vascular dementia is a dementia which is caused by a decline in blood flow to the brain. The blood delivers important nutrients and oxygen to neurons. Hence, if blood flow is reduced or constricted, neuronal damage can occur the cognitive impairment in vascular dementia can occur suddenly after a stroke, or can occur more gradually as the effects of multiple small strokes or other vascular defects accumulate in the brain. Vascular dementia in particular is diagnosed based on evidence of impaired blood flow to the brain from brain imaging scans, including CT scans and MRI imaging. Like other dementias, vascular dementia shortens the lifespan. Some evidence suggests that patients who have vascular dementia after a stroke may only survive for three years after their stroke. Finally, the last dementia on our list is Lewy body dementia or LBD. Like Alzheimer's, LBD is also a proteinopathy or a disorder of protein aggregation. In the brains of LBD patients, protein called alpha-synuclein aggregates into deposits, which are called Lewy bodies or Lewy neurites. According to the NIA, these deposits affect chemicals in the brain whose changes, in turn, can lead to problems with thinking, movement, behavior, and mood. Dementia is a complex disorder, and we have barely scratched the surface of what can be learned and what is yet to be learned about these diseases. Stay with us for the next nine episodes to learn more. We at Gentle Generations encourage you to share this podcast with your friends and family to raise awareness on this important topic. Tune in next week for episode two on Alzheimer's disease.